Welcome back to Thinking About It. Uh, Stan Fowler, I am so glad that uh, you're going to be part of this conversation because I've got some questions of my own that I need to think about, and I seem to think a lot better when you're beside me. So I got this. By the way, this is Thinking About It. I'm Bob McGregor. And I'm Stan Fowler. And here's what we're thinking about today. I got this email from a friend of mine in Toronto who's organizing a special prayer meeting coast-to-coast. It's a three-hour prayer meeting on Zoom. And uh, it says, in response to the Canadian government's plan to ban conversion therapy, in quotes, join us and learn why this ban threatens fundamental freedoms for all Canadians. Now, okay, how bad is this? And what is this anyway? I mean, we've heard anecdotally a little bit of clips from here and there uh, about this and on the surface, it sounds, okay, we're, who, who wants to live in a country where you can be forced into any kind of uh, conversion? Uh, so what, what really is at stake? What's going on, Stan? Wow, it's really complex. You know, it's, it's called Bill C-6. Um, now, here's the intriguing thing. When I, I wanted to look up uh, the bill and the government's explanation of it just a few days ago, I googled Bill C6, and what I got was it was a bill from a couple of years back about citizenship in Canada. Then I realized, oh, okay, well, this, so this bill was actually proposed um, before Parliament was prorogued at the end of the summer, mm-hmm. and so it 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 died on the order paper. Now it's, it's come up again. The justice minister has introduced it. And in this parliament now, after returning from that proroguing, it's Bill C-6. And, and in the explanation of it, the, 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 the preamble to all that, the, the government explanation says this is, this is an attempt to protect people of diverse sexual orientations and diverse senses of gender identity from from being not only forced, but, but from being urged to change, being urged to, uh, to reject non-heterosexual orientation, for example, or, or as they phrase it, people being told they must accept their gender assigned at birth. Well, Assigned would be more readily, uh, more accurately stated as identified at birth, since it's mm-hmm. God makes us as male and female, and and actually no amount of surgery changes those chromosomes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the bill, I, I mean, on on the one hand, it it tries to point to coercive measures that have been used with various people in the past to force them through weird kinds of therapy to uh, to go from gay to straight. And, I mean, neither you nor I wants anybody to be the mm-hmm. victim of coercion. We want people treated with respect. But the bill goes far beyond that and, and essentially says, you, no one can say, I want to counsel people to say no to those homosexual or bisexual desires. I, I, I'm not allowed to counsel people to 
to say no to the desire to claim they are something other than their biological sex. Now, I did discover in reading the bill that, that apparently adults who consent to counsel in the direction of a change um, where no money is exchanged, no one gets paid for that counsel, apparently that can happen. Um, now, how long the courts will allow that, if it's challenged, I, I don't know. Okay, are you saying, is the government saying that this is a professional relationship without money, or is it just two peers talking and one is trying to persuade the other to convert? Well, it, it appears to refer to both. Uh, however, when the government in this explanation tries, tries to explain what the intent of the bill is and what it is not, it talks, for example, about minors. So no minor can consent to this. Now, of course, a minor can consent to sex change surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Minor can consent to an abortion mm-hmm. uh, without parental uh, affirmation, uh, etc. But But in this area... You can't tell a minor you must say no to that homosexual desire, for example. Now, in the government's explanation of it all, it does say there that in a, in, a, in a merely personal conversation, individuals are free to express any of their opinions about these questions. And yet, it it phrases all that as in support of lesbian, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender youth. So when it's when it's phrased in the context of in support of them, I it looks like what what they give with the one hand is taken away with the other. So I mean, this looks like a a pernicious bill, frankly. And the very preamble to it says all of this is rooted in the fact that we all should know by now that it's okay for people to affirm the great variety of sexual orientations or gender identities. Well, we don't. But we don't. So that's why I, on, on Monday of this week I sent an email to my MP, who, who is um, liberal, Party Do you have the same MP? MP? I'm in Waterloo. No, no, I'm in Kitchener, Conestoga. So. so just, can you give me your letter and maybe I can just jazz sure. it up a bit? I mean, Tim Lewis is my MP. Okay. Harold Albrecht, dear friend and yeah. believer, he used to be my MP, but he lost. So Tim Lewis is my MP. I, I sent him an email and, and said, look, the bill, the bill states very clearly that it assumes a, a view about sexual orientation and gender identity that many of us Canadians can't affirm. In fact, the, the, the church Catholic, small c Catholic mm-hmm. universal, has always affirmed that a, a homosexual desire is disordered and, and to obey it is sinful. That's not just the capital C Catholic catechism teaching. That's the small c, Catholic, universal understanding of the Christian church. So I said to him, a a pastor who affirms the clear teaching of Scripture and the traditional understanding of 
mm-hmm. sexual morality, cannot support a person in their desire to live a homosexual or bisexual lifestyle. And frankly, they can't support a person who desires to say, I'm not male or female as God created me. That's rebellion against the Creator. So a bill like this... But it's, it's more is, than that. Not only can they not support it, but they actually, in to be faithful to their calling, have to... Um, establish the, the, the biblical teaching and seek to persuade that person to uh, choose a different path. We have no choice if we're going to be faithful to, to Scripture and God's revelation about his desire for human sexuality. So I, I've said to him, this, this bill makes it impossible for people like me to obey our understanding of Scripture and God's revealed will about sexuality and, and so the fact is, there's a very large number of us Canadians who can't affirm what this bill says we have to affirm. I mean, we've had same-sex marriage as a legal reality in Canada for 15 years now. But to say it's legal and accepted is not to say that all Canadians have to affirm that it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not what law means. Mm-hmm. Law doesn't mean that all Canadians must affirm that. And, and so I've appealed to him. I said, I realize you're, you're not a cabinet minister, but I'm appealing to you in caucus to say this bill has at least got to be trimmed down so it would only forbid coercive kinds of tactics that all of us would, would reject. But frankly, if, if this becomes law, as it probably will, uh, there's little chance that it will be defeated. If it becomes law, and the understanding in Canada is no one has the right Mm -hmm. to tell others, you have to say no to those disordered desires, I'd be happy to be involved in a a mass act of protest that would take Mm -hmm. the form of civil disobedience. It it reminds me... uh, back in the day 70s when Henry Morgenthaler challenged a law that he felt was unconstitutional, the abortion law. Yes. And he disobeyed it, right? And uh, pushed the thing right up to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court struck it down. I think that's how it went. And maybe that's what has to happen. Uh, There needs to be people like you, myself, who break the law and become a test case and uh, run it up the flagpole. And I think, I'd like to think that when this, if it ever hit the Supreme Court, um, it would be very clear that this, this is overreach. This is, un, this is a violation of our conscience, which it is. I don't know why it's got this far. No, it's, it's well, it's, 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 it is incredible. Um, I, I think the LGBTQ lobby has sort of set the agenda for public discussion in Canada. I mean, we have, we have foolishness in Canada on many of these points. You, you mentioned, for example, the abortion issue. I mean, Morgan Tyler kept disobeying the law, and ultimately the Supreme Court ruled in his favor in 1988. Out of all that, many Canadians then, in fact, many, many in the Canadian elites, fundamentally say in public, look, we settled that question a long time ago. The Supreme Court uh, ruled out a law restricting abortion. 
they they ruled unconstitutional the existing law mm-hmm. that went back to 1969, the omnibus bill. But they said in their decision, there's no reason why the government can't draft a bill that would restrict abortion, that would meet constitutional Like almost criteria. every other country in the modern world. Indeed. In, and in fact, actually I'll be talking about this this coming Sunday night in, in our online ethics course here at the church. In 1989, the, the, the Mulroney progressive conservative government did pass mm-hmm. a bill restricting abortion. The last time the House of Commons voted on a bill to restrict abortion, they passed it. Now, in May of 1990, in a quirky thing, it died on a tie vote in the Senate. I mean, enough senators woke up from their slumber and, and, and they met, and, and on a tie vote it died. So, but there's this, this myth that goes around that mm-hmm. says, hey, we settled that issue long ago in Canada, and then, then they say, well, we settled the whole sexuality question in 2005 when we adopted same-sex marriage. No, we, we allowed for same-sex marriage to be mm-hmm. recognized. Mm-hmm. That's not the same as saying mm-hmm. we, we somehow said all Canadians affirm the goodness of it. And now it's all being rammed down our throats again with regard to counseling people. And, and I would say, frankly, it's time to stand up and speak and say that's that's an unconstitutional overreach. Yeah, it's a denial you know, of our freedoms. They'll call you a hate monger, and you get all that. And I think we just need to say up front, bring it on, because um, the world's never going to understand. They're going to always take that view. And Jesus said in Matthew 10, which is where I'm in my sermon series now, that people are going to hate you for my sake. Don't Don't think that it needs to be otherwise. Um, and I think that's what it's going to come to with this, because they're basically saying, as you've said, and with this we'll conclude because we're out of time, that we are being forced to affirm something that the Bible condemns. And uh, we need to learn how to speak lovingly and truthfully, but at the end of the day, it's going to land someone in jail. Well, I think it is. And um, I tell you, I'm, I'm increasingly prepared to say, let's pull together a widespread coalition and let's Let's protest in a very public way. Time to do it, I think. Well, let's think about that and pray about that. You may want to think about uh, joining this uh, prayer meeting. It's on, let me just get the date here, Saturday, November the 14th. It's a Zoom meeting. You can uh, look, you can Google National Prayer for Canada and find out more about it. But we do need to pray. We do. So thanks for listening to us. I'm Bob McGregor. I'm Stan Fowler. And you've been thinking about it with us. God bless you.